This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Dollars and Change on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Hey, welcome to Dollars and Change. I'm Nick Ashburn on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School on Sirius XM 132. And I'm joined here in the studio with my co-host, Sandy Hunt. And we're live here every Thursday morning from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern. We're replayed throughout the week, and you can find us on demand on the Sirius XM app. Without further ado, let's welcome our first guest, Zafar Brooks, again, the Director of Corporate Affairs and Diversity Outreach at Hyundai Motor America. Uh, Zafar is leading the company's diversity efforts to support a culture of inclusion and equality. He also runs the company's corporate social responsibility program to create better communities through philanthropic activities and set the strategic direction and grant program for Hyundai Hope on Wheels, which we are going to be talking about now. So welcome to the show, Zafar. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much. So, Zafar, I have to mention here at the top, I saw in your bio that you went to Fisk University, right? I did indeed, a proud fifth guy. And I went to Belmont University down the road. All right. So All right, Nashville. Nashville. So I wanted to, to call that out. I know plenty of folks from Fisk, so um, what a, I'm, I'm sure you're a proud alum. I'm a proud alum uh, and a native Tennessean, so uh, it's, it's great to talk to a fellow uh, Nashvilleian. Absolutely. Um, so, Zafar, let's first talk a little bit about you and, you know, like I just mentioned, hey, you went to Fisk, but I know you went to Duke yeah. and you, you did a lot of stuff. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your professional background getting into it. Sure. Thank you so much for having us on your show. And we are very uh, pleased to be able to discuss Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month this month and our involvement with it. Uh, as you said, I, I uh, did attend Fisk University, very proud Fiskite. Uh, over 30 years ago now, <laughs> uh, and then went on to get my graduate degree from uh, from uh, uh, Webster University, uh, and I joined uh, the automotive industry right after undergrad school. So I was at Ford Motor Company for about 17 years, did a whole lot of things at Ford from starting as a, literally a college graduate trainee and working in, in those days, we actually had a mail room where you sorted mail and <laughs> distributed mail. Uh, Did you guys have the tubes? Were they call, are they called mnemonic tubes? Uh, I don't remember mnemonic. Well, we did not have mnemonic tubes in that building. I do All recall right. those, but that was in a different building. But we did have something called a decalator, which was a big old machine that that separated documents when they came off these these uh, printers that that they had in the mailroom. All right. So uh, so I did some of that stuff, and then went through the various ranks and uh, up to and including running my own region, and then left Ford as the head of their. Uh, U.S. franchise office for Lincoln Division. Uh, I then went over to Volkswagen, where I ended up leading their marketing activity for North America. And then I had the great fortune to join Hyundai 2005, and that's where I've been for the last 14 years. Uh, At Hyundai, I came over as the head of their Western region, which runs their U.S. West Coast sales operations. Uh, And then about 10 years ago or so, I was asked to lead uh, uh, to set up a diversity uh, practice and a corporate social responsibility practice. And that's the role I very much enjoy today. I lead corporate social responsibility for the company in the U.S. I lead all of our diversity and inclusion initiatives. And I'm very proud to be the executive director of our nonprofit organization, which is called Hyundai Hope on Wheels. So that's sort of my background over 32 years in about uh, two or three minutes. <laughs> well, thank you for condensing <laughs> that for us. And I know that, you know, that's quite the career in, you know, automotive, the automotive industry. Not something sure. that I know a lot about. So can you help us, our listeners, un- I guess, better understand what 
when you think about diversity and inclusion and then the role of corporate responsibility within the automotive industry, how do you approach this topic? Yeah, I think uh, uh, two things. First, as it relates to diversity and inclusion and corporate social responsibility, I don't think it's unique to the auto industry. I think it is uh, both they are core values that organizations reflect and therefore want to share with their with their uh, internal and external stakeholders. So I don't know that that's unique to the auto industry. But what I do know is that the auto industry, because it is a fairly large sector uh, representing uh, uh, a portion of the U.S. economy, has a uh, an interesting connection to this space because we represent so many households. We connect with so many consumers. Oops, I don't know if that's you or me, but we represent so many consumers and we are involved in so many activities across the nation that it is uh, it is a part of just a part of our core values. It is a really important point. I mean, you know, now we we certainly understand that the I I guess, you know, not everyone owns a car as they may have once, you know, given new urbanization and all of those trends. But at the end of the day. A lot of people still own cars, and it really is one of those sectors of the economy that touches nearly every household in this country. Indeed, and it's beyond ownership. If you think about it, from the production to manufacturing, right there in you know Pennsylvania, the the, the amount of manufacturing that has occurred in those industries that serve or support the auto industry, uh, it does touch. There used to be a stat, and I don't know if it's still that case. One in six households in the U.S. were affected by the auto sector. So we, I think, have a, uh, a responsibility to reflect our consumers, to reflect the markets in which we work and do business. And it's a part of our core values at Hyundai Motor America that we want to be an inclusive organization. And we also have an interest in helping serve and support humanity in a way that uh, helps uh, the betterment of societies, as you just mentioned. Uh, our corporate social responsibility sort of mantra, if you will, is doing good things together. And what that means is that we connect with communities using our resources, talent, and time to help enhance or improve the state of communities uh, around the nation. And we're very proud of that work. Since 2007, we've donated about $200 million to various causes across the country. And uh, we're, we're very pleased to be a part of these communities in which we work and do business. And so one of the one of the big focuses of your work is this Hyundai Hope on Wheels, a huge focus on ending pediatric cancers over 20 years, 130 million dollars of that 200. It sounds like have been focused on this cause. Tell us um, tell us why this was the cause with so many, you know, touch points, as you were mentioning, to, you know, between cars and people. Why was this particular cause Hyundai got excited about? Yeah, so slight correction, it's $145 million this year because we will award an additional $16 million this calendar year for which we are in the process of, of, of presenting. Congratulations, but, that's great. Thank you so much. Hyundai uh, got involved with pediatric cancer in 1998. Uh, it started in the Boston, Massachusetts area, actually, with a group of Hyundai dealers uh, and uh, a group of employees, a wonderful man named Tom O'Brien, who is a retired Hyundai dealer, uh, and uh, he's a very dear friend today. Um, but it started with a real simple uh, idea, and that is we wanted to give back to our communities. And in this case, we were in Boston, Massachusetts, and the local children's hospital, Dana-Farber Cancer Center, mm-hmm. uh, was hosting an event and wanted uh, to have some, some help, as many, many do. And our group of uh, employees and dealers at the time decided this was something we could, you know, make an impact on in that community. 
We did so for about uh, two or three years, and it became something that that just sort of spread organically, and other markets got involved in Washington, D.C., and then we got involved in, uh, in, in Los Angeles and Chicago. And before long, within about four or five years, the program has spread nationwide and began to bear the name Hope on Wheels. Uh, I had the great fortune to come along in late 2006 and was asked at the time by our then-CEO to go and sort of uh, – bring some structure to the program because it was really sort of a organic and various markets were supporting in various ways. And we incorporated the organization and put uh, sort of a grants program around it. And, you know, the idea of Hyundai Hope on Wheels, the nonprofit was really born. And in that time, as I said, we have now uh, donated over $145 million to institutions and children's hospitals around the country that are doing research for kids with cancer. So we have two missions. We help kids fight cancer, but our mission is to fund research, number one. And second, we bring awareness through, through platforms like yours to share this story with the public, to explain to the public the interest in uh, pediatric cancer as, a, as, a, uh, as an issue that we should all be aware of. And so, Zafar, is, I, I, when you were talking about your background, you, you mentioned you know, a strong background in marketing. When you think about the awareness part, is this something that the the corporation also really takes a big I mean you're on dollars and change that's one element but if I think about car commercials right like is mm-hmm. there is there a strategy there to bring uh, some of the corporate entity to bear on this issue Absolutely absolutely this is a this is a part of Hyundai's core values and that notion of being a responsible corporate citizen that is invested in the well-being of society and helping humanity and so from the marketing perspective, if you like, uh, we have incorporated Hope on Wheels in our communications message. I'm always very clear to say, though, however, we do not sell cars on the back of sick children. We have never connected our car sales to our cause, uh, to our philanthropic effort. That is not our interest uh, to uh, somehow associate this with if you buy a car, we'll do something. We will be doing what we do as it relates to supporting kids with cancer. We are proud of that work, and we share it with our owners, and we tell our owners that you join us when you join the Hyundai brand. So the way uh, we have chosen to communicate it is, first, uh, it is a part of our corporate communications plans. So we, ha- we have something we call hope come standard. With every Hyundai vehicle you buy, you are also investing in hope because every vehicle we purchase or every vehicle we produce, there is a contribution to pediatric cancer research embedded in the price of the car. It's just embedded in the price of the car. It's not an ad or a deduct. It's just in the price of the car. And that is how the corporation contributes along with its dealers to the program. But in addition to that, we do a range of things throughout the year to help spread that public awareness. One of the things we did during the Super Bowl, if you happen to be watching. Well, uh, Philadelphia ran... Eagles, of course we were watching. Absolutely, absolutely, and I'm very... Uh, uh, my husband's very... from Boston, so we were also watching, but with a, <laughs> oh, with a different no, tone. A going. <laughs> well, I won't say who I was supporting, Philadelphia, but I will say that... It we know was, who Tom uh, O'Brien was supporting, your your Boston-based <laughs> GM. <laughs> <laughs> so it, we, we had some good fun about that, but during the Super Bowl, Hyundai... Uh, is the official car of NFL, and we ran uh, ads in the Super Bowl. And our ad, our 60-second ad, was about Hope on Wheels. It was a very uh, uh, wonderful uh, opportunity if you haven't had a chance to see it. Uh, and it was called a Hope Detector. 
And I remember it, was, it now. Yeah, yeah. So as people came into the Super Bowl game and went through the Magnetrons and all those who uh, had a Hyundai, their key sort of key fob sort of rang, and they were pulled aside and they were given a thank you message from pediatric cancer survivors and parents of pediatric cancer survivors to say that you may not have known this, but your purchase included hope, and that's helping kids fight cancer over 20 years and $145 million generated. And I think it, it, it won a lot of awards uh, from the Super Bowl in terms of its viewership, and I think more than 20 million people or something have seen it online, and it continues to uh, uh, share with people the good work that Hyundai is doing and its importance for this cause. Well, it is really interesting because I, I think, Sandy, when you know, I, we were on a Super Bowl high here in Philadelphia, but I we think... We had a day off. <laughs> we did have a day off. Um, I, but I think that there were several commercials. There was there was sort of the social impact trend mm-hmm. within the Super Bowl commercials. And I think we talked about what we thought might have been more genuine, what might have been, mm-hmm. you know, what we call mm-hmm. impact or greenwashing. And what I do think what I'm hearing from you, Zafar, is when Hyundai thinks about this bringing awareness to the cause it's you're saying it's not saying buy hyundai so that you do you have this impact but rather how do we use the hyundai platform to bring awareness to this that, this area that's exact that's exactly right i could not have said it better how do we use our social voice how do we use our impact to make an impact on this this cause yeah and, and i think we are i mean that's putting your money where your mouth is right what is a super bowl 60 second right. ad spot cost you know, yeah. and if you take a look, a right, yeah. like over, I'm trying to think back to, you know, su- watching Super Bowls in my childhood, the car commercials and the beer commercials were funny chicks and cars and, and you, beer, yeah, you know, and, and now, yeah. as Nick was saying, heavy social impact trend. There was a lot of, the, sure. you know, how do we get people to, f- to feel and connect with our brand? What I like about it also is that it reminds people you know, that narrative of you just walk into the Super Bowl and you've got your keys in your pocket, and that's how you're identified as being a contributor to this pediatric cancer mission. That's yes. a reminder to folks of your consumer purchasing power. You know, exactly. that you don't need to be like at a fundraiser for pediatric cancer or doing, you know, a 10 mile walk for it. It's like just by right. owning a car and selecting the brands you select, the clothing you select, you are helping to, you know, advance a mission if you if you select the right brand. So it's very well, cool the other stuff. Thing I would say, well, the other thing I would say is September's Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And this month we have, uh, we are also advertising a few things, but one of which is uh, something we call Hope Come Standard. And it's a 30-second ad that's running across the nation, and it will be running on your, your radio network. Uh, and it's called Hope Come Standard. And, again, it tells you, that through the purchase of the vehicle, this is a thing that you may not have known you were already doing. So we want to thank you for helping others and providing hope to families. So uh, that Super Bowl commercial, by the way, I, I don't want to forget to tell you, it never actually showed a car. And that was something people said, mm-hmm. wow, a car company spent, as you rightly pointed out, a whole lot of money <laughs> on a car commercial. And it never actually showed a car. It was all about the social mission for which we are committed. You're listening to Dollars and Change on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, and we're speaking with Zafar Brooks, who's the Director of Corporate Affairs and Diversity Outreach at Hyundai Motor America. And we're talking about uh, Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month and, you know, how Hyundai is involved in that cause. Yeah. So, Zafar, I'm curious. When we take a look at, like, a the, the 10-year trend, 20-year trend about corporate social responsibility, one of the things we've seen is 
the organic uh, city by city, location by location, charitable efforts, philanthropic giving sort of uh, shift more towards national commitments to things. So whereas back in the day, each of your you know dealerships might have participated in their communities whichever way they wanted, we've seen a lot of big multinational companies like Hyundai shift towards, you know, this is going to be our platform. We're all going to rally around this particular cause. You've been there since 2006, um, so you've had a chance to see that, you know, decade-plus arc what you know? What does it look like? What are the pros and cons of a company really focusing all of its efforts on one cause? Yeah, or large so, its efforts largely on one cause. It sounds like there's still yeah. still a few other million in that number uh, that aren't going to this. But you know, it, it this is clearly your primary focus. Sure, uh, I, I do think you're right that there have been there has been this sort of growth of the corporate social responsibility uh, feel, if you like. As a, as a discipline. Prior to then, I think companies have always done it. I, I've done many presentations with, uh, with graduate schools and undergrads, and we've talked about the, the whole uh, sort of space of corporate social responsibility. And I think from the very beginning, companies understood that they had an intrinsic connection between the markets in which they worked and the people and their products and services. And so being able to associate those was in the, the company's interest and in the society's interest that we were working together. I think more recently there has been a um, uh, uh, an opportunity for uh, this this space to really sort of define itself to the consumers so that they understood what we stand for, and so it has uh, grown this idea of signature programs. In our organization, for example, we have five pillars to our corporate social responsibility practice. We are invested in health and wellness of people. That's where the pediatric cancer element lives, uh, education, uh, cultural appreciation. We do a lot of things with the arts. Uh, obviously, diversity is something we're very much connected to. And the fifth one, we sort of refer to it as being a community partner. And that's where we get involved in volunteering and helping in social uh, impact areas, economic development uh, areas, for example, uh, in local communities. And indeed, our signature effort is Hope on Wheels. So I think by having sort of the two parts of our strategy, one where we can be very granular and support causes that align with our philosophies and our business interests, and then secondly, where we have a macro strategy where people can understand what those overall values uh, are of the company, and you can see it in a broad way, it's efficient and it helps to sort of define uh, the, the intent of our purpose. In our case, pediatric cancer, of course, is our signature effort because we are committed to children and health issues and families, and we are a family brand. So the thing, the issue that affects more children than anything else, a lot of your listeners may not know this, but every 36 minutes a child is diagnosed with cancer. And although we have had a lot of good success in this space where 80% of pediatric cancers can be cured, one in five won't which makes pediatric cancer the leading disease-related cause of death for children in the country, the leading disease-related cause of death for children in the country. And of those 80%, because that doesn't tell the whole story, two-thirds of those children will have long-term side effects. So we know that pediatric cancer is an issue that affects a lot of families every day in this mm -hmm. country. And we want to be a brand that lets those families know, because we are a family brand, that they have a partner on their side as they're going through this journey. And for most, our goal, of course, for most, we, we, we know will we'll be successful. They will win their fight. But in this case, 
even one child who loses their fight is one too many. And that's why we are committed to this as long as it takes to end childhood cancer. So Zafar, I'm I'm thinking here in Philadelphia, we have the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Um, yes. You know, you mentioned Dana-Farber up in Boston. We also yes. have, um, and I was looking in, before the show, I was looking, I think, at your 2017 or 2018 grantees um, yes. and where the money went. So given that, you know, when I think about maybe not CHOP, but University of Pennsylvania, we've, we have quite the cancer research center broadly, maybe not just pediatric, mm-hmm. but, you know, gene therapy. Was that, Sandy, do you know, if, was that developed here? I can't. Certainly, they're a leader in it. I don't, yeah. I don't know exactly. Yeah. The beginning. And so I'm just sort of thinking there's about there's a fifty million dollar center. I think the Carl June. Yeah. There's. Yeah. I, well, my I guess my question really is around a cancer research isn't cheap. So you know the the size of grants that you give looks substantial. How do you sort of think about how the money gets distributed at a lot of really great institutions that are doing great work to fight this issue? Sure. So, you know, as I was preparing for uh, our discussion, I looked back over our, our historical uh, grant list, and it, it would appear that of that $145 million, about $8 million has come to the state of Pennsylvania alone. Uh, there in Hershey, about $1.7 million. At CHOP, as you uh, pointed out, about $4.3 million. And at uh, Pittsburgh, Children's in Pittsburgh, about $1.7 million. So sure. the state of Pennsylvania and CHOP have been very uh, important partners. In fact, CHOP has the the distinction of receiving one of the largest grants we have ever awarded called a quantum. Uh, as relates to your question, how do we select the grants? Well, it's really a good question. We have a grants process where every children's hospital in the nation and institution who are involved in pediatric cancer may apply to a, for a grant at Hyundai Hope on Wheels. Our grant window opens in December and it goes till about the first part of February. We have an independent panel of scientific reviewers they are all pediatric oncologists. They review them independently, and it's sort of a double-blind sort of process where no two doctors have the same applicants that they are reviewing, and every application is reviewed by at least two doctors. Those applications are then graded and scored, and then once they're scored, they're just forced ranked from the, the, the best application as viewed by their peers to, you know, to the last one in terms of the ranking. And then we fund them each year based on our Hope on Wheels Board of Directors approved budget for the year. So in this case, this year, we are funding 59 different grants, and that will be our largest grant year ever for a total of $16.1 million that will be funded across the nation, $16.2 million across the nation. And we have five categories of grants. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, we are doing the month of September awarding those grants or presenting them, if you like, to those grant winners across the nation, and they range from one hundred thousand to two point five million dollars. Do we that's get any? How our process works? Do we get any sneak peeks as to any awardees this year? Oh, absolutely! I would invite your listeners to go to our website, HyundaiHopeOnWheels.org. HyundaiHopeOnWheels.org, and when you go on our website, we have a fairly uh, it's a unique page for September, but you can go and click on the grant winners, and you will see all 59 winners and where they are and what cities and states. Not only will you see the grant winners, we have listed the actual doctor researcher and his or her project, a, a photo of him or her, and then the project that they're working on. I'm in New York City today. I, I was uh, Yesterday, we presented our largest grant to Columbia for $2.5 million, and there's uh, co-PIs, Dr. Yamashiro and Dr. Julia Glay-Bender, and they're working on a project in osteosarcoma, which is a uh, really bad cancer that kids get. 
Uh, I will be presenting a check uh, this morning for $800,000 to Memorial Sloan Kettering, and they're doing some very interesting work at Sloan Kettering. But you can go across the list, and uh, you can see where, we'll, where we will be this year, what days we will be, where we'll be, and who will get uh, the grants uh, that will be awarded. That's really uh, if cool. You are interested in, if you're interested in Philadelphia, I can tell you that Philly uh, uh, will receive two grants at CHOP, uh, one for 300000 and one for 200000 So they will be receiving a $500,000 grant uh, from Hyundai Hope on Wheels this September. Excellent. Well, we will. We are sure they will put it to good use, as as they always do. Um, oh, yeah. I'm I'm thinking about all of our listeners who are at organizations that have, um, you know, a charitable or philanthropic focus on something like pediatric cancer, where there's a, a highly technical component to what you're supporting, right? So, just because you are you know, passionate about supporting pediatric cancer doesn't mean you know how to select which doctor researcher grants are going to be awarded because I've read some, you know, I've read some technical grants and I'm looking at a thesaurus and a chemistry (laughs) textbook and, you know, this is, this is really technical stuff. So tell our listeners who are in a similar position, how do you, you know, how do you at Hyundai build a team of informed, you know, experts, boards of advisors, whatever it is, to help you make the most of the incredible, you know, $145 million you're dedicating to pediatric cancer? Sure. Well, there's a wonderful organization called the Children's Oncology Groups of America, COG, Children's Oncology Groups of America. And about 96, 97% of all the research that's done in the U.S is done with institutions that are member organizations of the COG. So one way listeners can learn about uh, the institutions that are available in their communities is just go to the COG website. And they have a wonderful map where you can put in your city state and it'll tell you what institutions are located uh, at the city and state level. In our case, we have partnered with some of the leading hospitals across the country, for example, CHOP, as well as uh, Dana-Farber, Boston, Harvard University, uh, and uh, uh, Columbia. And we've enlisted some doctors in those organizations. There are 11 to serve as a medical advisory committee for us. Great. Okay. Uh, I think you're exactly right. I, I, I read these applications, and I would know, uh, you know what was good or not good. <laughs> I like everything. Yeah, I remember but, reading uh, um, applications for an entrepreneur prize we did, and it was on a water technology like sure. solution, and I was like, this, these words could be completely made up. Osmosis. Like I, have, I, I have remember no that from idea. biology. Yeah. So, <laughs> so this, I would have no idea either. So, so you've I, got this I, team you know, of 11. We have a team of 11 scientific reviewers. They are the ones who are the experts in the field. They're leaders in their space, and they really understand the project. I would like to tell you about one project really quickly uh, that we're funding this month. We, uh, we just presented the award for $1 million to a fellow named Dr. Josh Schiffman in uh, in Salt Lake City at Primary Children's Hospital. Dr. Schiffman's story you can read on our website. It's a really amazing story. He himself is a pediatric cancer survivor. And as he went through this issue, he uh, committed and pledged his life that he would help other children like himself once he got to be an adult. And so he was able to do so. But his project, by the way, is using an elephant model. So he's kind of affectionately referred to as the elephant man. Because one of the things about elephants is they don't get uh, osteosarcomas. They don't get that kind of cancer. And so what Dr. Schiffman uh, has theorized is that we often study who gets the cancer and what's you know, uh, interesting about the cancer they got to try to understand uh, the, the ways to address it. 
But he had this notion that what if we looked at nature and found out who does not get cancer? And is there a reason why that uh, particular organization does not get uh, entity does not get cancer versus those who do? And he identified a specific gene called the P53 gene that elephants have something like 24 copies, whereas we as humans only have uh, two copies. And when that gene is not present, it affects pediatric cancer. So these doctors are just using, I mean, just amazing technology. Uh, they're using supercomputers. They're really approaching this in a way that perhaps one doesn't think conventionally about, sort of the notion of an elephant as it relates to a human, and then trying to address these important questions. The good news is that in the last 50 years, pediatric cancer went from being an almost near fatal disease for children to today, again, you know, 8 and 10 can be cured. But we aren't going to stop until it's 10 and 10, and that's why we are continuing to fund the work that we're doing at Hyundai and along with our dealer partners. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. Thank you so much. We've been speaking with Zavar Brooks, who's the Director of Corporate Affairs and Diversity Outreach at Hyundai Motor America. We've been talking about their effort, uh, Hyundai Hope on Wheels, and and bringing some awareness to pediatric cancer this month. I guess September is Mm -hmm. the Pediatric Cancer Awareness Month. So thank you so much, Zafar. This is Dollars and Change on Sirius XM 132. We'll be right back. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 